Welcome to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. A new series called No Filter. No Filter. We're on Instagram. We're live on Instagram. We're doing our services on Instagram. We can't meet in person. I wanted to drop a series talking about no filter. So today, that's what we're gonna be talking about. That's why the competition is, if you take a picture, favorite filter, tag us in and let us know what's going down in your life, that would be amazing. So make sure you get involved in the competition. That would be so, so cool. So today, John 4, John 4. We're looking at John chapter four. Now Jesus, when he learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus did not baptize but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria, had to. I'm italics with my voice, did you see that? Well, that's gonna be a key point for us later. He had to pass through Samaria. He came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria, you don't say, came to draw water. Hey, this is her ends. She's going to come and draw water there. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God who was saying this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked me for a drink. You'd have asked him for a drink. He would have given you living water. The woman said, sir, you have nothing to draw with from the well and the well is deep. Where are you getting this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, whoever drinks from the water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty. You'll have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband. For you've had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say in Jerusalem. Is the place where people ought to worship. She assumes that because he's a Jew. The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will worship, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation comes from the Jew. But the hour is coming and is now here. The hour is coming and is now here. I love that. It's coming, but it's also now here when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He that is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. Just then the disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. And not just any woman, a Samaritan woman at that. But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. 
Okay guys, so there's a few things I want to do before I just dive into this passage. I want to, because we've had some new people join us, I just want to remind of the competition time. This talk is no filter. We're going to do a mini series over the next couple of weeks called No Filter. So if you could take a picture of yourself or anything you want in your house that's cool with your favorite filter on, tag in City Hill London and say a point from this talk, if it impacts you and hits you, you'll be in a chance to win some prizes that we're going to be giving away. So that's just dropping that before we get things going. So it's competition time. Take a picture of yourself, favorite filter, tag in City Hill London and a point from this talk that it impacts you and you'll be straight in with a shout for the competition we're gonna be dropping. I'll be talking about prizes a little bit later on. So we've been reading through John 4 and there is this woman at the well. There's a woman at the well. Now the first thing I wanna pick up onto and I flagged it when I was there by speaking in italics if you saw that or noticed that. It said he had to go through this way. He had to go through this way. Now that isn't actually really true. That isn't true in terms of geo in the geography. The, the place that Jesus is at and the way that he is traveling, he actually goes and takes the shortest geographical route, which you think, great, you know, the sat nav gave him the shortcut. That's fantastic. There's something you need to know. He's Jewish and he's about to travel for an area that Jews would normally predominantly travel a greater distance, a hugely inconvenient greater distance to do one thing, to avoid Samaritans. They didn't want to come in contact with Samaritans. They didn't want to become defiled, engaging with his people. Now, the Samaritans were mixed race. They were Jewish and they were Gentile. They were a mixture. And the way that Jews hated them and the ways that Gentiles hated them, they were seen in this really kind of awkward place. Now, Jesus is traveling on his way. And what you would typically do is you would you would travel a great distance to avoid being defiled. You go as far as you can to stay away from the Samaritans. And that's what every good Jewish person would do. But Jesus, it said, he had to. He had to. That he had to pass through this way. It is signifying nothing to do with the geographics. It's signifying something about God. That he had to go this way because God is wanting to do something. And God is wanting to do something for me and you. You see, me and you, we can live for our lives and we see people of certain tribes, certain people groups, certain races, certain class systems, and we see them a certain way. And when we see them a certain way, sometimes we'll do everything we can in life to pivot and to avoid those types of people. But Jesus makes it his purpose, his intention. He had to go this way. And then when he's there, you notice this isn't a lady who initiates a conversation with Jesus but Jesus initiates the conversation with this lady. He initiates it. He's like, hey, get me some water. There becomes this whole narrative around race and around identity and reasons why the two people shouldn't be talking in this story. There is a barrier between them. There is a filter of the way their society sees and values or devalues others. We have to be so careful that we don't join in with society's narrative of valuing and devaluing people based upon their class, on their culture, or their race, or any other thing. We have to value people under one category. The person in front of me is a child of God. They're God's king. They're God's kid. And you know what? Jesus had to go this way. And here's the thing. You and I have to go this way too. We have to go this way too. Jesus doesn't allow prejudice to take root. He doesn't appease the upper classes, the rich influential in his society by taking the long 
way around. He goes straight through, not for convenience. He has inconvenienced himself massively by taking this shortcut. He is dragging his name through the mud taking his shortcut. He is putting himself in a place that isn't respectful for this shortcut. He is heading in a direction that is, that is best for all of us. And we need to take hold of this, that maybe we need to search ourselves for the prejudice that's within our culture and our society of how we see other people. Because Jesus is asking you, you had to go this way because God is going to do something. He's going to take a filter off. He's going to help you see something differently than you've seen it before. Then the conversation gets to this place where they're talking initially about the water and about the well and the source of this well. It shifts to worship and where, how to worship. And her question around worship is, well, you guys say it's in Jerusalem. We're saying it's in the mountain. And Jesus says something amazing. He says a time is coming and it is even here now. A time is coming and it's also here now where, where we will worship God. It's not about the place. It's not about the mountain. It's not about Jerusalem. It's about spirit and truth, spirit and truth. The conversation they've already had is one that is about truth. You see, the spirit of God is drawing near to her in this moment. God's spirit is at work. He had to go this way. The spirit has guided him to this way, the same way he led him to the wilderness. He had to go this way. But then when they're there, when the spirit turns up, the thing that has to happen is truth. The thing that has to happen is truth. And Jesus, what he does with this lady is he takes her life and he takes her moment. And, and what he starts to do is he starts to come along and, and Jesus' passion and Jesus' plan is to, is to take the filter off. You see, she's going through life. Oh my gosh, that is a mess. That has not improved me one bit. But she is going through life and the filter is on. The filter is on. You can't mistake it. She's a Samaritan woman. She knows that when coming to this well, she needs to keep her distance from him. Her, her, her filter is there to make herself look better, to feel better and, and avoid this conversation. What are you doing? You're talking to me. I'm, you're asking me. I'm a Samaritan woman. But Jesus wants to take the filter off and he wants to take the filter off you. He wants to take the filter off me. And then she's there in this moment and, and he goes like, well, listen, go get your husband. Go get your husband. You better go get your husband. And then she, she is like, husband, I'm not married. I'm not married. And then Jesus said, you've told the truth. Truth. Worship in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. You've told the truth. You've been married five times. Five times. This hasn't fulfilled you. It hasn't made you whole. It hasn't completed you. Five times. Five times you've been married. And the guy you're with now, he's not even your husband. You haven't even bothered to get married. He's not your, just side dish, man. That's the truth. You said the truth. And she's like, whoa, you're a prophet. And that's when the conversation switched to, how do we worship? How do we worship? Because he's highlighted straight away the area of her life where she is most incomplete, like a Backstreet Boys song. I would sing it, but you'd all log off. She's incomplete. And Jesus is touching on this subject and he's bringing home to take the filter off. You see, when God's spirit comes near to you and me, it's time to take the filter off. It's time to come in truth. And so this woman, she has this conversation and the filter comes down. The filter comes down and she engages with Jesus in this most amazing way. And he says, and he emphasizes it again, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Verse 23 of chapter four of John. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit 
and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit is God's grace that brings us to him, that calls us to him, but the truth part is the part that you and I bring to the table. Jesus is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And the truth is that you and I are sinners separated from a loving God. The truth of the matter is that sometimes when we come to a conversation and we meet someone at the well, we meet someone at work or our families or whatever, sometimes, you know, we've got the filter on, we're covering it all up. We're acting like it's all good and it's all together. But deep down inside, the real conversation is about an area of our lives where we are not complete, where we are not whole, where we have not got it all together. And you see, we spend all day on Instagram posting pictures and on Snapchats with all these different filters on, covering up in all these different ways. And God is wanting to meet us by the power of his spirit. I'm not talking about bunning Instagram filters. I'm not talking about bunning Snapchat filters. But what I'm talking about is every single day we've been wearing filters for years. Every single day we've been pretending for years, but we are not whole. And this lady in this story had looked for it in relationship after relationship after relationship. And then Jesus talks about drinking water and being thirsty again. He says, what I give you, you'll never thirst again. And I want to tell you something. He was preaching truth. And I know it was true because she leaves the pot of water behind. She only went there for the pot of water. And at the end of the conversation, she's leaving the pot of water behind. I want to tell you, she left more than a pot of water by that well. She left a whole different identity. She left a whole different way of life. She left a whole different way of living. She left there not satisfied in the physical sense of her thirst, but she left there satisfied in the very core of her being in a way she never dreamed possible. And then she's running out to tell people, come and hear a man who knew all about me. He knew, he knew the deepest, darkest parts and recesses of my life. The things that I keep hidden, the filter was up. He didn't know who I was and he brought healing to the very core of my being. And you see, he had to go that way. He had to go that way. And I want to tell you something that I believe today on Instagram Live, he had to go that way to meet with you today. And I believe that the Spirit of God is coming near to you because he wants you to take the filter off. That's the truth. That's where the Spirit and truth encounter one another. And so what happens there with this, with this woman is, you see, you cannot come to God with your filter. It doesn't work. When the Spirit of God shows up and He's starting to move and He's starting to pull on your heart and He's starting to engage with you where you are, the last thing you can do is come with the filter. You can't come in pretense. You can't come in your fig leaves like Adam and Eve in the garden. You've got to come naked. You've got to come with the shame and the embarrassment. You've got to be able to go, God, this is me. This is my brokenness. This is my hurt. This is my inadequacy. This is my sin. This is what everyone else doesn't know about me that keeps me just separate and feeling alienated and feeling completely unfulfilled. It doesn't matter how much success you get in life. It doesn't matter how much money you get. It doesn't matter how much of anything you get. None of those things will satisfy or fulfill you. You'll always be thirsting for more. Thirsting, thirsting, thirsting. The thirst is real and it takes over your life. But Jesus satisfies your thirst so much that this lady who never found it anywhere else is leaving the pot of water behind. I want you and I to leave the pot of water behind. It's by God's grace. It's by his spirit. He starts to engage and to bring this healing and this wholeness within us. But here's the thing. We take the filter off and that's just not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. The story doesn't end with the filter coming off. He said the time is coming and is also now here. 
It's still coming. Why is it still coming? Because Jesus is about to go to the cross. And when we come to Jesus and we come to the foot of the cross, we take our filter off. We go, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm a broken man. I'm a part of the brokenness of this world. But as Jesus dies upon the cross, he who knew no sin became sin itself. And he died in your place that he might take captivity captive and give gifts to men. And that he would set us free and the truth shall set you free. And so Jesus comes and he dies on the cross because the time is coming and is now here. It's now here because he's here and he's going to deliver it and he's going to do it. And he dies on the cross and then people start receiving the gospel and the good news and they start coming to him. And as they're coming, they just start going, Lord, I need you. I need you, God. And they start taking off the filters, the filters that they've needed all this time that they've been flicking through in their lives because some of us need money and fame. Some of us need to look good. Some of us need to look successful in front of our friends. Some of us want to look better than we are, like we're full of love and great and we've got all these things. But the truth is that Jesus comes and he knows and he cuts all the nonsense within our lives and he sets us free. But the best news of all is he doesn't leave you just naked and without your filter. But what happens is it talks about in the Bible that he clothes us in the righteousness of God. He clothes us in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that we take on what he has. So it's like I come to God and I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm a hot mess. And Lord, I just I just repent right now. Forgive me of my sins. I'm taking the filter off. I'm a mess and I need you, God. God, I need you. And it's so true of me today as it was any other day at any other point in my life. God, I need to take the filter off. I need to engage with you. Then he dies on the cross. He raised is raised to life from, from, from the grave. And then I can come to this place where I receive forgiveness for my sins. And, and, and I live this life with the Holy Spirit of God inside me as a promise, knowing that Jesus is coming back. And when Jesus comes back, you know what's going to happen? I'm not going to be left with no filter on. I'm going to have the greatest filter of all time. Because when Jesus died on the cross, when God looked at me, he no longer saw me in my nakedness and my shame of my sin. But God looked at me and there was a new filter in my place. The the blood wash filter of Jesus Christ. That I was whole. That I was forgiven. That my sin is taken away. That I don't have to live the same way anymore. That I have to be broken inside anymore. I don't have to be lacking anymore. Because God is going to put a new filter on me through the power of his Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus. I'm going to be washed clean and in his eyes I am going to be whole and if there's one thing I want you to know whether you're going through whether there's things that no one knows about deep inside they're tearing you up inside like this the woman of Samaria the woman at this well I don't know whether there's like emotional issues and anxiety and all sorts of mental health issues and all sorts of things that can go on in your lives I don't know if there's financial issues all these different kinds of things All I know is regardless of whether my situation changes around me, when I encounter the Father and receive his forgiveness and the power of his Holy Spirit, all of a sudden everything that's going around me doesn't matter because everything's changed from the inside out. And I believe this lady, she didn't just go back and then everything's different. Her whole environment's the same, but the filter came down and then she got a new identity and she left the water that she'd been thirsting for all that time because she'd found something worth more than that. And my prayer is for you. My prayer is for... today for us is that we would receive that thing that we are all thirsting for. I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you take away all of our sin and you took it upon the cross for us. Father, some of us have been frightened. We've been running around with all sorts of weird filters on. The great thing is your spirit draws near to us and I believe your Holy Spirit is drawing near to us now while we're on this Instagram live stream. I believe as you're doing this, Lord, I believe some of us are finally removing the filters, 
finally taken them off because we worship in spirit by your grace and your connection towards us that we don't deserve. But then the, we come to you in truth. Lord, I'm a mess. I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. And then, Lord, would you fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit that we can know that you are coming back for us, that you are going to make us whole, that we are going to be like you. In the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. So here is the competition time. I've been talking about it from the beginning. And it's as simple as this. This talk is going to be up on our Instagram TV later. So if you missed it, don't worry. It's going to be there. We've had an amazing time. It's been brilliant. But here is the competition. If you would take a picture with your favorite filter on, tag in at cityhill.london. Cityhill. London tag in why did I how did I do that that's incredible what an amazing skill I have turning it around take a picture of yourself favorite filter on tag in cityhill.london and then write what it is from this talk that has hit you between the eyes has impacted you and then as you tag those in and send to us we're going to share a couple of them on our stories Instagram stories we're going to throw some of that stuff up and we're gonna give away a few prizes. Now, here's the prizes we're gonna give away. So this print, if you didn't check it out, you need to check it out before the talk even goes up for this week. You need to check out last week on Instagram Live. This is, this is Pharaoh's daughter. Now, if you listen to last week's talk, you'd understand why, why this is my absolute favorite woman in the whole Bible. She is an absolute hero. We've got prints of these that I'm gonna be giving away today to the, those that Tag us in a photo with their favorite filter on. Not only am I going to do that, we've also got one other print. This is a print of the greatest command in the whole Bible. I mean, it's flipped the wrong way because the reverse camera thing, but it says Shema. Shema is the Hebrew word to hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, and all your strength, and all your soul, all that stuff, and all that jazz. It's the greatest command. I wrote a book about this, and I'm going to be giving away a copy of my book, with the print, with the Bifria print, to those who enter the competition who get selected to win. And we will post those out to you whilst we're in lockdown so you can make your place look snazzy. So this was commanded. I mean, Christians don't take this seriously at all. It's an absolute joke. This was commanded to be on your door or as you're leaving on your gate, on your way in, on your way out, to remind you that you're to love God with all you are and all you do. When you came home, you'd be like, let's review how that went and stuff. It's a creative thing. This book honestly can change your life. I swear to God, it's amazing. It's really short. You can read it on the toilet when you're constipated. And God can change your life when you're constipated. How amazing is that? God has gifts for everyone. I've chatted so much breeze. Guys, love you guys so much. Join us again. We're here every single Sunday, 10.30 a.m. on Instagram Live. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. This video will be up later. Make sure you join in the competition. And if you saw last week's one, make sure you jump on last week and watch the video, then you'll know how good a prize this print is, and this print and this book. Love you all, may you encounter his peace, his joy, his goodness, his grace for your life, and may you take the filter off and get the filter that Jesus wants to bring to your life. Cheese, amen. Let the trap say amen. Cheese, God bless guys, have a great, great Sunday. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light, we are the light. We are the light.
the light, we are the light.